You're listening to Living in His Love on The Answer Broadcasting with Rev. Trudy Daly and Mary Weaver. Now, let's prepare to hear this week's message. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to guide and direct this program. May all that is said and done be truthful and loving and reflect your word and your ways. Open the ears and hearts of those listening that they might be blessed by what is said. Help each listener to know and understand how much you love them and that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to save them and that you want to help them in every situation in their lives. Amen. Hello, everyone. It's Mary, and welcome back to Living in His Love. Today, we're, we are welcoming back again Sue Spina. She will be talking about self-esteem and relationships. Um, I'm just going to hand her the mic like I usually do, and then we'll talk at the end. Thank you, Mary. Thanks very much. Uh, I just saw uh, this is Sue Spina. Again, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I cannot be your therapist. So um, having said that, I'm going to just do this quick little disclosure and say that if you feel really um, depressed, sad, anxious, it's interfering with your activities of daily living, it's interfering with your relationships, and you're just generally um, not feeling yourself and you feel that your mental health is impacting you, um, please reach out to the primary care physician. You can certainly call 911, go to emergency room, and or um, based on your circumstance, you can certainly call. There is a crisis, a mobile crisis number in your county, so feel free to give them a call to wherever you are. So having said that, today I really want to talk about um, self-esteem and how it really impacts our relationships, how it um, impacts our relationships, our friends, our significant others, our coworkers, you know, how we feel about ourselves can truly either bring us down further into a depression or anxiety, or it can lift our, ourselves up based on the relationships that we have. And when we talk about relationships, we really talk about really two simple concepts, the love that we receive and really how we treat others, especially when it comes down to intimate relationships and how those significant others treat us. A lot of times, the basis and foundations of the relationships that we have, and we've talked about this in the past, can come from your family upbringing. And, and no family is perfect. Everybody has something in their family that they'd probably rather not talk about. And perhaps maybe in your family unit, you might not have experienced real positive modeling from your parents. They might have gone through a very bitter divorce. You're shuffled back and forth. Perhaps you grew up in a foster home. Perhaps, um, you know, there was difficulties in communication. Um, you had um, difficulties. Your parents experienced difficulties in resolving problems. Perhaps your parents were very abusive verbally or physically towards you. You might have witnessed a lot of manipulations in the relationships between your parents or maybe towards yourself. And all of these really impact our self-worth and it, and it has a big impact on the relationships that we have.
have within um, our lifetime. A lot of times we feel this emotional abandonment where we feel that we're really, really not good enough. And when we feel that we're not good enough, a lot of times we have a tendency to overcompensate in relationships. We hide our feelings. We live with guilt. We're afraid to speak out because that person might not accept me for who I am or they might leave me too. And we might try to please people too much, devaluing ourselves. And that's what I consider when you care too much and you're always trying to make things work in these relationships. And yet we're beating ourselves up because we're just not feeling like we're worthwhile or we're cared enough. And in these cases, it ends up becoming very, very, what I consider can be very unhealthy or toxic. And we develop through through the years unhealthy patterns of relationships. And the more unhealthy the pattern, the more our, our self-esteem and self-worth suffers. And you know what I talked in our last um, session when we talked about self-esteem We talked about looking to God um, for our value because God, again, built us in the image and likeness of him, and we have a lot of value. But when we're brought up in unhappy circumstances or we've been deeply disappointed by an intimate relationship, that can impact all of our future relationships, and we can unknowingly internalize it into our heart and really create a pattern of self-destruction, which is not healthy and, again, impacts our relationships throughout the year. The relationships that are healthy are those relationships that are really encouraging. We need to take a step back and start self-reflecting on your current relationships Does this relationship build me up? How does this relationship impact my mood state? You know, when we live with individuals that are constantly criticizing us, constantly bringing us down, over time we begin to believe that that is true. And we begin to really have a very negative sense of self and we become we get caught up into the cycle of trying constantly to please this person and make them happy so that we can be happy we almost develop sometimes a sense of unhealthy what i call unhealthy codependency we depend on that person to make us happy yet they're constantly bringing us down and we feel like we just can't do enough for that person we hope that that person is going to change We're hoping that if we keep trying and we keep supporting that person, we're actually supporting the negativity, reinforcing bad behaviors. And we we don't even recognize this. This person is not going to change. This person is who they are. It's their personality. It's who they are. We are not a counselor. We are not a person that can make those dynamic changes. The change 
We have to self-reflect on our relationships and really be true to the way we feel. If we can't talk openly within a relationship without being criticized or without feeling listened to, then how are we going to be able to make those changes? And so in the book of... um, Thessalonians, and I can never really say that too, um, so laugh at me if you must, but in chapter 5 and verse 11, the relationships are based on encouragement. It says encourage one another and build each other up. Relationships are blessings from God. In Ephesians um, chapter 4, verse 29, it says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to the needs that it ha- ha- that that one person has, that it benefits those who listen. So if you feel that you're in a unhealthy relationship, nobody but nobody should make you feel so anxious and so depressed that it is impairing your functioning. It is impairing the way that you feel about yourself. It is interfering in your physical self. It is interfering in your sleep. Okay? You cannot change another person. The person has to want to listen and want to make those changes. You cannot personally change somebody else. But a lot of times, how we get into these relationships is fear. Fear of being alone. Fear of not having a relationship. But what if? And we have to take a step back and look at going back to the relationship with God. Jesus' love, God's love is unconditional. His love will see you through. Sometimes we have to pray to seek that guidance and be open to the guidance for a need to change. And when you start being assaulted with negative words, words are very powerful. They're more powerful, I think, than um, even the physical sense of a, um, of abuse because when we get into the cycle of negativity, name-calling, um, bringing each other down, it hurts more than the physical because it's always there. You can never take back the words that you say to one another, but those words have meanings and implications for yourself in the present it has it brings triggers of the past and it certainly sets you up for the future so look at what is what are the barriers in relationships do you find that your friends are constantly bringing you down or are, or listening or they're trying to bring you up by saying you know this isn't right i think you have to really look and make those changes okay Um, You know, people that struggle in the relationships with alcohol, substance abuse, and neglect for that for themselves, you're not going to be able to change that. They have to want to change that. And how does it interfere in the relationships that you have, those intimate relationships that you have? So sometimes we have to take a step back and say, okay, what is bringing me this 
poor sense of self? What is bringing my insecurities on? What are bringing my sense of I feel so depressed and despondent? Like I, I feel like I have no energy. I really don't want to go back home. You have to take a serious look at those things that are impacting you. And I can honestly say that when you start to get into the verbal abuse, it escalates and the anger becomes stronger. And it can certainly contribute to physical abuse and safety issues. So look at that. Do you have a plan for your own safety? Do you feel fear at times in your relationships that really bring you down? Today, if you have that feeling, develop a safety plan for yourself. Who are the supportive individuals in your life that are going to support you? Who is supporting you now? And make a plan. Make a plan before it gets to the point where it escalates. If you feel stuck, that's very, very normal. Seek out somebody who can unravel all the confusion. A lot of times when folks come to me, they have so much confusion and uh, and built up and lack of trust and just depression and they can't sort things out. And that's where you have your mental health therapist that can help you. And your primary care physician can guide you to the right people and pray to God because God will send you to the right person to help you get through those difficult times. And also, it's a safe place to vent your feelings and to get some positive feedback and some guidance and some direction. If you have a relationship that doesn't allow you to go out and, and, and socialize with friends, you don't have that balance, you can't do things that you love and it becomes overbearing, that is also a form of abuse. You really have to seek out that um, that professional to help you sort out those feelings that contribute to that low sense of self and sort of work through the relationship. And there's always those couple counseling too, no matter what situation that you're in, to be able to have somebody from the outside look at the relationship from a different point of view and give tips on how to communicate more effectively, work through the anger to develop positive anger management um, skills because you may be triggered by certain things that your that the people that you love say to you they know how to push your buttons and it's your response that's going to de-escalate or escalate or um the situation. So they can help you with all of that and to be able to sort things out so that you can have a positive life and live feeling better you, live to be able to um, meet your potential. Relationships should reflect your personal walk with Jesus. It's all about unconditional love. It's all about forgiveness. It's all about working together. It's not about control. It's not about addictions. It's not about um, some of the dynamics. Um, it's not about anger. It's about being able to walk with the Lord together and work together for the goodness of working towards our internal love and staying in sync with the Lord. God wants you to have that relationship that is a blessing. He wants you to feel good in those relationships. 
Don't get caught up with folks that are in a, um, that have the ability to commit, that you have difficulty communicating with. Get in sync with folks that have the ability to listen and also to be heard. Get in sync with denying the need to be codependent in your relationships or to have that person be codependent on you. Um, denying the feelings that we have for our needs, denying disappointment that you have in the relationship, um, having to deal with that anger and risk of um, criticism to the point where we're looking outside our relationships to fulfill some of our needs. All it does is create more complications and it brings down our, our sense of self. So it's really important to look at God wants us to have a relationship that is a blessing, not a curse. I tell folks that all the time because I think that's important. I think if you really take it, really just reflect on that throughout the, throughout the day. Is my relationship a blessing or am I feeling like it's really becoming out of control? If, if you, again, if you feel stuck, seek out somebody who can sort this out for you and give you some validation, supportive intervention and guidance. And sometimes your partner, they may say, hey, I don't want to go to counseling. I'm not going. That's okay. You go for yourself. You go for yourself because I'm going to tell you, a lot of good things come from the change from within. A lot of good things come from the change from within. So I'm going to encourage you to do that. And really just take the time when you begin a relationship, and that's really important to identify, try to identify some of your past patterns and try to avoid what has not worked in the past. But most importantly, take time in building the foundation of good relationships. Don't hop into relationships because they're giving you positive um, attention. And don't get all wrapped up. Too many people go too quickly in relationships and we confuse the emotionality with values and the and um, really building a foundation. Do these people have the same values as you? Are we rushing into it because we feel that it's like this honeymoon feeling we're getting this best attention, but we really haven't established are our values compatible in these relationships. And I'm going to tell you, and I may, I know this may sound very, very um, prudish of me, but do not sign leases together without building a foundation of a relationship. And what I mean by that sincerely is literally I have couples that come in and they sign leases, but they haven't really made a true commitment to each other. And now we're not only stuck emotionally, but we're stuck financially. We have a lot of that going on. Relationships happen too quickly, too fast. So... We have to get the commitment to have a commitment. And remember, we cannot change people. Go in that. Ask yourself, can I live with this person for the rest of my life if they don't change? Okay? Is this relationship benefiting me and making me feel good about myself? And do we have the same value systems? If you keep these in mind, these three 
values in mind, that will be the foundations of developing and building a good relationship. Sue, I just want to add that in my situation, um, my father um, encouraged me to go to a 12-step program for people um, in relationships um, with people with addiction problems. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. I went to adult children of people of children of alcoholics where I learned so much. And then I went to um, Al-Anon. Um, Al-Anon wasn't the right program for me, but I, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I went there for six, nine months maybe. But adult children was the correct program. And people can go online now. I don't know if people understand that there's a big online community, especially since COVID. You can click into rooms now. So where people were um, didn't want to go out into their community mm-hmm. and see people, mm-hmm. there's no reason now not to. And you can really make some connections that, you know, people that didn't want to leave their spouse mm-hmm. that had an addiction problem mm-hmm. because of fear, mm-hmm. now you can... Do it online, mm-hmm. and it's just it it builds your self esteem, and it it's in my case it was the best thing. Mm-hmm. It took me four or five years to really change to see myself in a different perspective, mm-hmm. but I really encourage people to do that because they do have God at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they you know they encourage you to put God at the top of as your higher power. So. Absolutely. And we find in relationships, you know, that if you have people that are struggling with addictions as you grow up, you have a tendency to repeat that in your own relationships. So that's a great point, Mary. And, you know, you would be surprised when you start to feel that, you know what, there are other people that are in the same boat as me. I think that that it... it doesn't make you feel like you're such an outsider and you're all alone. And it really does help you. It uplifts you to say, you know what? There's a certain time where I can't help this person. They've got to want to help themselves. But yet there are people here that are going to support me. So that's a great point. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because I do... Um, when I when I hear that people are stuck in relationships with addictions, I absolutely have them go to an Al-Anon program or look, I didn't even think about really online, but yes, encouraging that online camaraderie because, um, you know, you don't even realize it sometimes that you're, you get right into it because it's what you're familiar with. So thank right. you for that. So um, in closing, um, I just want to read from Matthew. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And for all those out there that are hurting or caught up in a difficult relationship, um, know that God is the ultimate healer, and he will heal you. Dear listeners, thank you for sharing this time together with us. We ask God to bless you, heal you, and to provide, protect, and prosper you. May God allow you to experience more and more of his love for you. We pray that this week's message has touched you in a powerful way. To connect with us online, visit us at theanswerbroadcasting.com.